Hey, you're listening to Void Signal, like me, Shane from Waste. It's good, huh? Swallow me A door before me stands 
Hello again. Before we get started, I just wanted to say this one more time that I have really dope merchandise over on shirtclan.com and you can also leave me a tip over at voidsignal.net. So uh, check it out. I mean, you have nothing to waste but your time. Um, thanks for your consideration and cheers as always. Enjoy the show. Bye. Hello. Should we try this? <laughs> yeah. That's fine. I got, I was kind of got got stuck in a like uh, you know complain complain mode anyway. <laughs> Based on what I heard from you know your uh, you know everything that goes into just trying to get over on a North American tour, it sounds stressful. yeah, it's pretty crazy. And then and, you, and in sorry, go on. in this situation as well, it's basically like just me because we don't have a record label or management or anything. Um, and yeah, um, I'm kind of sort of rapidly becoming um, empathy test right. <laughs> because, because uh, also, uh, I mean, my uh, longtime drummer uh, Chrissy um is has kind of like started drumming with um some other bands now mm. and we've somehow ended up at the back of the queue um so she's not coming to america and now uh the keyboard player also uh oliver marson is releasing a solo album and so he has also dropped out so i'm also having to find a keyboard player in america um, for the whole tour, uh, which isn't so bad because I exactly the same thing happened in 2019. Um, you know, having to uh, land in America, meet meet someone for the first time, have a have a couple of days rehearsals, and then <laughs> go on a 30 something date tour together. So um, it can be done, but um, it yeah does add to the to the stress a little bit, right? I wanted to see more people doing the Battle of the Bands thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I've been watching the live streams, which is kind of funny. Oh, me too. Um, For sure. Yeah, it's very entertaining. I mean, I I wouldn't like to be one of the bands in the running. Uh, Although, like, um, I think it's great that they're not sort of being judgmental themselves. You know, it's like literally these these are the people who want to open the show and uh, what do you guys think so that's that's great that they're doing that but mm. it's pretty savage in the in the chat <laughs> oh really i see i don't yeah. i've been i've been busy and so i've not caught them live i've just watched them like after the fact so i uh, never okay. i yeah. never see the chat but um yeah i'm sure that it's pretty fucking savage because yeah. people are shitty i mean yes yeah yeah i mean i i just yeah i see these people and i just I wonder whether they make music themselves and right. you know how they would right. feel if they did and and it was being um being judged yeah. um but yeah I mean that's the um uh, anonymity factor of a of a chat on YouTube <laughs> right of course I mean and I mean YouTube is already sort of a breeding ground for not great 
um yeah <laughs> yeah it's actually kind of weird like how the the different um the the etiquette on different on different um social media platforms mm. um you know like uh, on on facebook is kind of um it seems like a bit more like most people know that uh we are running our own social media running our own facebook so mm. you know we're answering comments and you know generally people behave themselves a bit better and then you put something on youtube and people just like <laughs> say whatever they like and then you re and then you reply to them and they're kind of almost offended that you're like you know hang on you're not supposed to do that as as a band right. <laughs> you know on you on youtube you just put the stuff up and then we say whatever the hell we like about it and and you know and that's accepted so don't don't respond <laughs> yeah <laughs> i've kind of weird uh i interviewed um nightclub forever ago emily and mark um when i was still <laughs> oh god yeah um and i mean they were telling me about some of the god-awful like yeah YouTube comments they end up with uh, with on some yeah. videos and i'm just like man do people have nothing better to do like than yeah well i mean for two reasons that that i mean it, it's also weird the way different bands like different different platforms like work somehow for different bands and um and obviously nightclub are like really big on youtube they've made a lot of, of videos um and uh and you know it's it's a female singer so um you know i i i you know we get nothing nothing on the scale of the kind of verbal abuse that um a band like nightclub get i'm sure so yeah it sucks and people should just like remember that artists are just human beings with feelings just like them and um yeah i've always kind of find, found it quite weird the sort of celebrity culture because there's this kind of i i this weird concept that because you know uh celebrities supposedly are all rich and have these amazing lives that everyone would would dream of having that therefore their 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 sort of um you know they have to put up with all of that abuse um yeah. because because they have this nice life and it, and it's kind of weird because you know i've had like things like that creeping in uh to conversations that i've had i uh, actually um when we toured the UK with actors um, in 2019, we we weren't announcing the um, the stage times deliberately because we were swapping each each night of the tour. One of us would 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 headline if you like, um, and and go on last. Um, and it was actors' first time in the UK, um, so obviously there were going to be some more of our fans coming to the shows. Um, and, and I just didn't want situations where people might not turn up until, uh, one of the bands had played or go home before the other band was played. But then there was obviously some fans who were, who were really annoyed about that because they needed to plan their travel. Um, and I remember someone, you know, getting annoyed directly with me, uh, saying, you know, I'm sure from your position in your ivory tower, 
and not having to use public transport that uh, you, you wouldn't understand our need to be able to plan our travel. And I'm like, are you, <laughs> are you serious? Like, right. you know, when, when I went full time with, with, uh, with the band, I actually took a, uh, you know, more than a 50% pay cut. Like I earned nothing at all. So, you know, for someone to be <laughs> thinking that I'm in some kind of privileged position, um, just because I'm in a band, like, uh, yeah, it's yeah. Like, <laughs> kind I mean, of crazy. <laughs> I, yeah, it's like, uh, I don't know, I always think of like the IMX single, like Art Bleeds Money, like, there's not, you know, uh, the majority of artists are not like swimming in gold or anything, like, it's, no. um, and definitely not in this music scene, like, this is a, you know, a lot of people love this, I love actors, too, they are such wonderful people, um, I uh that would have what a great show that would have been. I it's funny that that um you know the the crossover between um actors and empathy tests just because they were you know around that time 2018 early 2019 was around the time that like I needed those two bands a lot. Uh, I needed them right. in my life at, at that moment. Um, yeah. So it's um I don't know. Just funny how the world works, I guess, or algorithms, I guess. I, I can't really, <laughs> you know, that's the, the ultimate, like, you know, regression to everything is just that, like, you know, we're all at the mercy of algorithms. But yeah, like musicians, like, have to work for shit. Like, that's, yeah, uh, people are shitty. But, and they, uh, yeah, and I mean, they don't necessarily have to put up with your, with your shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I have been I have been tuning into the Battle of the Bands thing, and like, thankfully, without chat. Um, although, yeah, I, I mean, it, it's not been too it's not been too bad. There's you know just a few people I see over and over again being very judgmental, and I'm like, yeah, I, I think that uh, you know a lot of people are like into mm-hmm. into certain genres of music, and then they some they somehow need everything to sound exactly the same. Mm. um and when it doesn't they can be can be very um sort of condescending sure uh especially like uh you know it's going to be controversial but seemingly in the post-punk scene um i you know i get a lot of um uh sort of negative feedback because empathy test is is like synth pop um and um you know, uh, but there's lo- there's so many great post punk bands around at the moment, like um, uh, Hapax and the Foreign Resort, and obviously Actors, mm. um, and um, yeah, I mean, I really like that that style of music, and I really don't think it's uh, you know we're we're all essentially writing pop songs and just using different instrumentation and they're using synthesizers we're using synthesizers we just not use um, and acoustic drums the only thing we're not using is you know uh electric bass guitar and electric guitars um but you know i've had people being like oh you know why are you why are you playing with with actors um oh, i can't remember what they said now but they they basically it, you know in in saying that it was a bad a bad combination 
compared us to modern talking. And I didn't even realize like how much of a, a of an insult that was supposed to be <laughs> until <Right>. like <laughs> until like I looked up, I randomly looked up who modern talking were and was like, oh, okay. <laughs> that was meant to be really that was meant to really hurt. <laughs> right. I didn't. I didn't notice. But, I can't uh, imagine living my life that way, where you're just like, ah, oh, this isn't this thing. Like, so I don't like it. Like, what? Yeah. Well, it's almost like um, some people seem to think that their their music taste somehow makes them a better person. I, I tweeted that just recently. Like, remember your your uh, your music taste doesn't make you a better person you know, or like cooler or better than anyone else. It's just like, um, you know, it's quite funny in the scene how many of the, um, uh, you know, musicians and artists out there are like basically listening to pop music in in their dressing rooms and stuff. Yeah. uh, yeah, I made a a joke uh, a year or two ago. Uh, We were in Poland and walking around and, you know, everyone's listening to, pop music in their in their dressing rooms at this kind of alternative goth festival because mm. i mean what's pop pop music is just like very very like you know catchy and i don't know like you know the the, the most popular song by every band is their, their their best pop song basically right and i mean i don't know let people like what they like it was just like kind of my kind of my philosophy on I like yeah. I don't know gatekeepy shit is for teenagers like that's just my yeah I don't have time for that I'm an adult so yeah you know, I but uh, the Battle <laughs> of the Bands thing has been really cool to watch I I know that Daniel's gotten some shit about it um but I oh really um I mean I, I've seen some I've seen some criticisms um I mm. but I. I don't know. I think it's a good thing overall. I mean, like we need more yeah. of everybody pitching in and working on, you know, I mean, basically Daniel. Better. Yeah. Daniel's very good at, um, promotion and marketing and, um, and it's, uh, you know, a great idea because, um, you know, you put together a tour and, um, you choose a support band. Um, and in his case, like a, an opener as well, as part of the the tour package, um, but then the local promoters are still like adding uh, adding bands to to the um, to the lineup, and you don't really have any control over over who they're picking. So he's kind of like killed two birds with one stone. He's kind of like got a bit more involved in in who who the local acts are going to be but at the same time like created a load of um uh of um promotion free promotion by doing this um this battle of the bands thing but i mean you know some people aren't into battle of the bands i mean i'm i'm definitely not it's kind of a weird concept you know having three bands and having to choose choose which one um wins right <laughs> um but i mean uh, this is slightly different because at least uh you know like a normal battle of bands you might have a ska punk band play playing uh, you know against a synth pop band and how are you supposed to <laughs> choose like <laughs> which band's better like it's 
I mean, I, kind of I, yeah, for sure. But I do have to say, though, that there's been like a couple of these submissions for a couple of these cities that were like not yeah. traditional sort of who you would expect to open for aesthetic perfection, I guess. But right. I was like, man, I, I'd be, you know, if I were there in the audience for aesthetic perfection, I'd be excited to see this. Like uh, some of my most fondest, you know, some of my fondest memories of performances, at least recently, um, yeah. have been of like, oh, something unexpected, I guess. Like, uh, you know, I went to go see um, Dance with the Dead, you know, very, you know, guitar, yeah. synth wavy kind of stuff. But they were opening for Avatar, like a Swedish metal band. Um, right. And they were amazing. I was like, Avatar is wonderful. Like, and I would never have gotten that crossover without it. Uh, same with like the Mechanismus yeah. Festival. It was a lot of like, oh, I've been missing out on on this band for no other reason than I just I never realized I should check out, you know, this style or this whatever. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's what I can't really understand about people complaining about, you know, our support band uh, being or, you know, being different from our music um because i you, you know it must be really boring just listening to the same genre and i mean again like the reason that daniel chose empathy test as uh main support in 2019 was because we are pretty different there's a there's a, a good crossover um but at the same time we we were going to sell tickets for his shows to people who wouldn't go and see aesthetic profession and that's <laughs> the whole point of having a support band right is to sell more tickets right. so if you were choosing a band that's exactly the same as you then you're you know it's great for your your fans oh yeah we get to see this other band that we like but at the same time you're not doing yourself any favors because you're not expanding the audience right yeah, like, because so, I mean, you know, just to sort of, I mean, to boil it down to like dumb Spotify terms, it's like when you get to the bottom and it says fans also like, you know, if, yeah, like, you know, some diversity there might be a good idea. Like, like you yeah. said, you're reaching more people, you're broadening horizons, and like, oh man, like actors as an example or empathy test or. I am. I mean, like you, you name name a band. We we know you know between the two of us, we know plenty of talented bands that are t- transcendent enough to be like. I don't care what kind of music you're into. You should listen to this. It's it's worth yeah. your time. It's worth hearing. And um, I don't know. Yeah, I can't imagine. I'm shocked, honestly, that there are people like that. Like I don't want to know yeah. people like that. I guess. Yeah, yeah. I mean, people can be be quite close-minded especially like um you know obviously it's a a a dream for a lot of bands to um support uh, a big a big like classic band or act um maybe like a nostalgia act but then you know they go along and they find that all the people that are there to see them to see the the nostalgia act are not interested in new, new music <laughs> so you know you you land this like dream dream tour supporting someone and then like yeah people are just like yeah can can you hurry up <laughs> yeah. so we can see <laughs> we can see whoever you know yeah yeah uh that's gary not... and, <laughs> I mean, I, yeah right I would love to see Gary Newman, I mean, as an aside, but 
yeah. Have you not? No, I've never. I've never. Okay. I was close. I was going to go. I even got like a press pass for a show that was in San Francisco, but I just couldn't make it. Yeah. Um, uh, he's just kind of been everywhere in Europe at the moment. Like, um, yeah. Uh, yeah. He was at VDT, which I, I, I was not performing at this year, but well, I did perform. I sang at the open. Uh, some some cheesy 80s covers at the opening party but i got to see him there um and also we played at a belgian festival sinners day that he was headlining um that was cool that's awesome um, so yeah i've seen him like three times in as many years or some something oh wow. uh, i saw, saw him at the royal albert hall actually um yeah, I have, <laughs> I didn't pay for any of these. I mean, that's pretty lucky. That's pretty fortunate. <laughs> yeah. um, I've just never, I've never caught Gary Newman. Like where I am in the states is like just out of the way enough. So yeah, you got to take a a, a a long weekend trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love Gary Newman. I just have never had a chance to see him. I uh, earlier yeah, this morning. He's really good, actually. I have. I mean, it looks like it. Um, earlier this Ooh. morning, I was actually like really reminiscing. Sorry, hello, are you still there? Yeah, uh, yeah. I, I I said something that woke Siri up and said he said oh. sorry, I didn't catch that. Oh, gotcha. <laughs> okay. Um, but no, this morning I was actually like revisiting right before the pandemic. I I got to see Iron Maiden. Um, mm-hmm. And holy fuck, what an amazing, what an amazing show! Like a demon comes out of the <laughs> stage that's like inflatable and it like hangs over the audience. And I was fucking amazing. Anyway, yeah, yeah. If you get the chance to see Iron Maiden, uh, take it. I, that's not yeah, right. I mean, if someone wants to give me a free ticket, <laughs> I, it's not really, not really my my thing. But I, I I'm sure, yeah, they put on a very good show. Uh, yeah, an amazing show. Uh, that's okay. I mean, you don't have to like Iron Maiden. I, I I'll forgive it. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. 
So I, I am kind of curious. Uh, you, from the sound of it, and you know, I'm not trying to like create controversy or anything, but um, mm-hmm. it just kind of sounds as if empathy test is sort of starting to become Isaac Howlett, and Isaac Howlett is, <laughs> is empathy test. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's it's uh, yeah, it's kind of a different difficult situation i think um we we have for a long time at least since like 2016 or something um we didn't we didn't really want to be um like two guys and a keyboard um you know like erasure or pet shop boys or something we we wanted to be um a band um but really yeah the the kind of core the core of the band is me and um, I'm going to say a guy called Adam because like weirdly he, you know, there's, there's plenty of uh, empathy test bands who have no idea who Adam is. Um, but yeah, when we started out, it was, it was two, two friends uh, and uh, Isaac and Adam. And um, yeah, I was writing the songs. Well, we, I mean, this is still the setup. Uh, I write the songs and uh, the lyrics, uh, and Adam um, produces the music, does the arrangements, and um, and you know, writing some of the hooks and the bass lines and the beats. Um, and then we, uh, but um, Adam isn't really um, a performer. He's more of a like studio musician. Um, and so uh, as soon as we, we kind of started touring properly, uh, we needed to find musicians to to basically, you know, back, back me up on stage. Mm. Um, uh, and so 2016, we got Chrissy on drums and um, she started off playing drum pads and then um, wanted to play a full, full kit. And she's been very instrumental in, um in making us into a proper live band um and then we had a keyboard player um but the sort of weird thing that then happened was that um people uh began to see uh the band as as those people that was were on stage of course um so empathy test became me chrissy and um uh sam um uh, on keys and then since then Ollie um, and uh, Adam's just like this kind of mysterious figure who um, uh, you know it, he's kind of basically a music producer who's part of the band um, and yeah as I touched upon earlier things that I think with the pandemic and stuff um, we we obviously lost a lot of momentum um, and didn't see much of each other for a long time. Um, and um, Chrissy is an amazing drummer, um, very dedicated, hardworking musician. Um, and she's like having a lot of success playing um, drums for uh, basically bigger, uh, more successful um, bands and acts than Empathy Test. And uh, is being offered uh, tours uh, solid touring and stuff and we're at the moment just the way things have worked out just playing at the weekends a lot and obviously she can't turn down a two-week tour for like a few shows with us so um, I found someone in Austria um, 
uh, drummer in Austria, David, and he has done um, nearly all of the shows this year. Um, and then, as I said, Oli uh, is um, a solo artist. Or, you know, he, when he joined the band, he'd already released one single, um, and he's gearing up to release a solo album. Um, and really, the, um, you know, despite the, the fact that they both contributed some writing towards the last album, um, they're essentially session musicians. You know, they get paid to play each show. Um, and most of the kind of writing and recording uh, is done by me and me and Adam. Um, so, yeah, we're kind of at this position at the moment where Ollie had said he can't spare the time to come to America. Um, it's five weeks out, you know, not being at home, not being able to um, work on his, his solo career. Um, and Chrissy, the same. It's like I, the amount of money that we get paid for shows in America is not as much as we're getting in Europe. Um, the costs are a lot higher, so I can't, I couldn't, I couldn't guarantee her what she needed to be able to say yes, I'll go to America for five weeks. So you know, there's no like drama or like you know, no one's like fighting or you know, arguing. But it, it, yeah, when you're when for, from my perspective, when you're in a position where you're basically going to America without any of the people that have been in the band for a long time. Um, and also, you know, um, Adam is busy with lots of other things as well. I've written a whole new album's worth of material and demoed it earlier in the year, and he just hasn't had the time to do anything with that. Um, mm. So it, that, yeah it kind of puts me in a difficult position because I am financially reliant on this project. And um, I've kind of worked out, um, you know, as I do the accounting um, that when I don't, I don't know whether this is the same for most bands. Um, I would assume so because of the way streaming kind of works, but you release an album one year, you get a big, bump a year because obviously everyone buys your album uh, or is streaming your album and then slowly uh, you know that everything slowly gets less and less as time passes and um, I, I worked out that our, our, our turnover halved the, the year up, the next year after the, the album and then a year later it halves again so you really need to be you know, uh, releasing an album every couple of years, um, or, you know, three at the, at the least in order just to, to keep, to keep people listening and, um, uh, you know, keep the money coming in. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm in a difficult position now where, um, my band members are kind of moving on and, uh, you know, we don't have a new, a new album ready and um and i don't know when we're going to have one ready um so yeah that, that's that's kind of the position i'm that sorry I'm in i don't right mean now. to like you know ask you like a question that like turns into a, a fucking downer or anything <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah i'm desperately trying not to make it turn into a downer I mean, but yeah i mean this, this is kind of the the reality of of being in a band you know like it's it's actually a very 
um, very difficult thing to keep a band a band together. And and I feel like half of the battle uh, is just you know keeping it going. Um, and I think these days that you know there's obviously a lot of bands that are essentially solo artists or a duo or you, you know what I mean. And and as things get squeezed more and more financially and you know things getting more and more difficult to do um you know with i'm seeing a lot of uh you know one person and a laptop bands appearing yeah because that's sort of like the most uh you know cost effective way to um the most economical way of touring i guess um it's not really what i'd want to do but you know, the, the the idea of maybe having, you know, uh, actually being a duo on stage and having one person doing uh, electronics and, and stuff on a table and one person singing, it, you know, like, oh, it'd save, like, having to hire a van to transport a drum kit and, you know, yeah, all right. of that stuff. Yeah. So, um, yeah, Empathy Test is kind of like in a in a in a weird situation right now and um i don't know hopefully we can me and adam can can get together and and do something but you know it might not be until next year um and i might have to release some music uh solo music myself in order to to um tide myself over i think sure it's probably you know that's the upside is that people might get you know, if they're excited about that, I don't know. Uh, I mean, Isaac Howlett, um, solo release. Uh, I mean, I would be, but I mean, like, I, you know, I would expect there to be, you know, to be some people excited to hear it. I mean, you know, you did the, the class, the track with, um, Daniel Graves. Uh, yeah. and, um, that was excellent. I included it on my episode with him. Um, so, I mean, I don't know. I, I feel like, I don't know. I'd want to hear it for whatever that's worth. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. I got one listen. You got one. No, I mean, yeah. I mean, obviously, I've got the the um, uh, the advantage of uh, of um, being the person that does all of Empathy Test social media, so <laughs> I can do I can do as many yeah. posts See. about my solo uh, releases I like. <laughs> no one's gonna No one's gonna stop me. Yeah. <laughs> Blood said she 
my mind before of like because i i can't monetize void signal right because i have my guest music on it so i can't run ads but i've uh, it's crossed my mind of like maybe i'll just make another podcast where i just fucking talk about some dumb bullshit and i'll just monetize the shit out of it and like see <laughs> and then just you know and then see if people want to listen to it maybe i don't know yeah but, uh, well, we can only we can only try and, yeah um, i'm fu- i'm i'm basically fully prepared for um uh, I mean, the best reaction will be like, well, this just sounds like empathy test. Is this not empathy test? <laughs> that, would, that would be my, my the best reaction for me. Uh, and obviously the worst would be like, 
you know, I mean, there's obviously there's going to be people who are just like, oh, it's not the same without Adam or, uh, or whatever, <laughs> or not the same without Ollie and Chrissy, even though, uh, um, yeah, oh, they played on the last album. Yeah. So, but see, then um, the other thing that you can do is that you can be like, then, you know, four or five years out from now, you can be like, oh, yeah. it's an empathy test tour, but guess who's opening? Oh, it's my other band. Oh, double dipping. Oh, see me at the <laughs> merch me. table. Oh, see you got like, <laughs> and then, yeah, just... well, uh, or, yeah, but let's, let's face it. I could just, re- I could just like, uh, perform empathy test songs anyway. Yeah. And then, you know, that's true. Uh, do, um, I'm not entirely sure what the evolution of, uh, you know, Sting and then Sting and the Police. Like, how how are you? Are you a police fan? <laughs> I mean, I'm familiar enough, but you know, uh, do, do we know how how things evolved? Uh... No, I have not. I've done zero research into yeah. Sting and the Police and how that shook out. Yeah. Maybe I should look into it. Myself. <laughs> yeah, maybe there might be. Some... <laughs> you know, you you can buy you can buy like best of Sting and the Police. Yeah, and there are there is Sting on there, and there's put Police on there. <laughs> right, right. I you know. So are you? Anyway, I assume you're Sting in this scenario. Yes. Yeah. Or, yeah, I, yeah. or are you the Police? I don't. I didn't want I'm, to speak I'm, for you. And I'm Sting assume. and the Police. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, I don't. I don't know. It's it's yeah. It's it's one of those very difficult situations. Like I said, sure. Uh, it's almost a hobby for Adam, you know, because he's not reliant on it financially. He he's uh, an illustrator as well. He does all all empathy test artwork. He makes more money from one picture than, um, you, you know, like one job, um, working for like Nike or, um sony or whatever he makes more money from from that than he does like like the entire profit of an empathy test album so it's like it's understandable that he's not like you know when he's got other things that he's more interested in doing that um he's not like you know oh yeah yeah i've got to make an empathy test album it's just like you know i'll do it when i feel like it right um which you know unfortunately leaves me in the shit position of being like well what am i supposed to do yeah um and you know i i i i can't really just you know release music without him that and call it empathy test i think that would be that would be kind of a step too far (laughs) sure um yeah so we're uh we're working on a live album right now is what is what is my workaround you know we can't we can't release some new music so um yeah we've we've got a a dedicated sound engineer which is another kind of result of me moving to austria um uh which is my kind of like i'm I'm a brexit refugee basically (laughs) um uh but yeah um i met i met this guy phil who um uh works at the um local local venue in in linz in austria uh, as the sound engineer and um uh, yeah we were having a drink one time and uh um i was talking about how i was going back on tour and uh, and he was like hey i could i could like borrow a, 
a van from a friend and drive you and i'm like yeah brilliant and then i was like but aren't you a sound engineer like i mean if you're coming you might <laughs> you might as well do sound as well right so um yeah it it literally happened like that and then i it was a bit of, obviously a bit of a gamble for me but i was like well if he's been working at a venue for for years and years like he you know he's got to be okay surely <laughs> sound. Sure. and he turned out to be really really good um and um so uh yeah it's kind of been easy enough for him to like bring what he needed along to record some of the shows and um we recorded four four headline shows so like 90 90 minutes worth of of stuff um uh it's like six hours <laughs> altogether yeah. and yeah we just went went through it and you know just like bend all the all the ones where there was like any you know bum notes and whatever honed it down to like one one ninety minute set where every you know everything was the best that it could be and then mm. slashed it down to the length of an album and we just gotta mix it and put it out but i mean that's something that you know the fans have been asking for for a long time and so something that we can you know a kind of easy easy win that we can put out and get some money coming in again so for sure and i i like live albums especially when it's a an artist or a band that's like maybe like the li- like necessitates like a change in like the studio yeah. version to the live version. Like when I saw uh, System Sin at Mechani- Mechanismus, um, like mm-hmm. I almost didn't recognize some of the songs, songs that I've heard, you know, dozens and dozens of times, just because it's got a live drummer and it's got a guitarist and, you know, uh, it's yeah. arranged differently in some way. So, I mean, to me, I like being able to sort of experience the the live arena version of a song as well. So yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, um, we kind of gave people a taste of that. Our first two albums were completely electronic um, and uh, you know more kind of chilled, and then Monsters in twenty twenty actually featured um live drums and, and felt a lot more organic and and kind of re- real sounding um and um and so this is i guess the next step and it's it yeah i i mean I, obviously i've listened to it all the way through it's uh very very energetic and um gives you a um a feel of what it's like to see empathy test live which yeah i think is is very different from from what you hear on the on the records.
Gotcha. Um, well, I don't want to. I don't want to keep you too long, but I do have two like kind of last questions that I wanted to touch upon. Yeah. Um, the first one being like, um, what what does Isaac Howlett solo sound like? <laughs> um, well, I mean, this is what we um, we are establishing uh, at the moment, I guess. Um, I mean. You know, Isaac Howlett's solo was me, me and my guitar. Um, sure. Uh, but um, I mean, uh, yeah, I, I guess it's going to sound quite a lot like Empathy Test. I don't want to want to move too too far away from um, from from what we've established. Sure. You know, just <laughs> just so that I can transfer as many <laughs> listeners as possible, I guess. But no, I mean. Um, uh, I've learned a lot from from Adam in terms of um, uh, you know arranging tracks and uh, creating creating atmosphere um, and um, and it's you know as I'm kind of uh, you know I'm, I'm working with another another producer um, who will remain a mystery for now. Um, Ooh. and um how sexy yeah 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 um and um uh, yeah it's it, it's it's kind of been nice to um because we kind of got to a point in empathy test where um you know i would write the songs and demo it as a you know acoustic guitar and vocal and then adam would go away and 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 pretty much like build the whole track and then and then I'd come in and do the vocals. Like uh, when we first started, I was a lot more involved and was, you know, kind of there, um, you know, knocking out melodies on the guitar or the piano that that would end up in the track. But I was kind of, you know, getting more and more removed from the the, the process of, of of making making the music, which mm-hmm. wasn't great for me. Um, and and so working with someone you know completely fresh where neither of us really um know how how it's going to work yet it it has been refreshing because um you know i did the same thing i recorded a, a vocal and guitar and sent it to them and then um they basically sent back a um a beat and uh, a bass line um and it sounded really cool and atmospheric um and i was like yeah great this this yeah this could work um and then they were like uh you know well what should i do now (laughs) and i and at first i was kind of disappointed because i was like oh well you know i was kind of expecting you to to know what to do next but then i was like well actually this is like gives me an opportunity to to be more involved and especially as it's you know we're sort of looking to make you know me as a so- solo track this is this is isaac howlett so um yeah i was like well it needs it needs melodies and hooks and stuff so um so then i i got him to send me the, the stems back again mm. and opened it in ableton and then i put um i put a load more things in and then sent it back again and now um i'm i'm waiting um waiting for for them to come back again uh with a i guess a near 
near finished track at which point i can sort of be make a confident decision about whether this you know whether it's going to work or not and whether we're heading in the right direction but yeah i mean it's it's standing uh um it you know like everything you would want from a new empathy test track that's a great answer it's yeah <laughs> it's it's um it uh, i yeah i mean it's difficult is uh, pe- other people are going to be able to say what the differences are mm. probably better than than it's i can no worries. um I, yeah i mean i would i you know it's very it's very very emotionally charged um it may be um it's it's focusing a lot on on the vocal and um i would kind of compare it in structure to like bear my soul um and um yeah um it's uh it's a waltz (laughs) which is interesting because we've always kind of stuck quite closely to a um you know like like quite straightforward rhythms um and and i don't know maybe uh, my time in austria has already kind of um had some kind of influence in there because it's quite um orchestral mm. um so um yeah I'm, I'm yeah i'm excited to see where it ends up and i kind of want to finish one track mm. so that we can then be like yeah this is this is the sound um yeah that makes yeah sense. it's going to be exciting and scary to to see what people think um and you know whether they like it as much well just as empathy test i mean maybe don't just put it on youtube first and then <laughs> don't <laughs> put it on YouTube. Oh, yeah, yeah, just yeah. like avoid youtube for a little while just so you can, like, build up your own confidence oh i mean we're kind of lucky enough to not i you know i don't think we are successful enough or mainstream success i don't know enough to have fans that aren't very nice oh <laughs> uh, okay <laughs> or, right. or you know obviously you get i don't know um well I, you that's... get the odd person that shows up but it's not like you know like nine inch nails fans or or yeah. you know like because you when you reach a certain level of success you uh, I guess the people that like you, you can't control the people that you like that are into you. Right. So right. Um, it's kind of free. The way free I, the way I look at it is that like the more successful you get, the deeper your hand goes into the trash and, <laughs> <laughs> and down at yeah. the bottom, it's real scummy. So you know, yeah. you're going to pull up some dregs sooner or later, but uh, <laughs> just to sort of, so just to sort of try and close my show on on a positive note, I always ask like what you're enjoying uh, lately. Um, that can be whatever you like, you know, book, movie, TV show, you know, waking up at all, whatever you whatever you like. <laughs> you know, just what's something that you're just like enjoying right now and that's making you happy. I mean, it, yeah. To be fair, like the, it's it. Uh, it's really, really great to be touring again and performing, performing live. Um, mm-hmm. It's it's hard, it's hard work. It feels a lot 
a lot harder work than before the pandemic. Um, but you know, it's it's really great to be performing my songs again to people and and you know getting the reactions that you get and and people uh, people being so happy to have been to a concert again for the first time in however many years and you know everyone feeling all of those like amazing amazing things that you feel uh both performing and and watching watching live music um so yeah I, you know people get out there and um you know I, I obviously the 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 pandemic is not is not completely over and you know that we still have to be careful but um i think we've all been kind of like shut in cages and have developed a certain kind of mindset of um of like i don't want to say fear because i sound like a con conspiracy theorist or something but you know what i mean like our mindset has changed because we've had to be so careful and because we've had to stay at home and Absolutely. um and not socialize and whatever and um yeah i think it's like really important that we shake off the you know the the negative effects of the of the pandemic and just get back into like living and enjoying ourselves and going to concerts again i i mean i tend to agree and i i i feel that i do it's like a it's like a calculated risk let you know what i mean yeah you um it's i don't know i i I do agree with you, and I, I agree that it's not fear. It's more of a, like, I don't know, sort of an existential... I mean, at least for me um, and my perspective and, I, and a lot of the people I know um, and that I've spoken to about it, it's more of a, like, sort of an existential or fatalistic underpinning of sort of, yeah. like, you know, there's been a lot of loss and a lot of grief and a lot of isolation yeah. and not and i mean the world isn't getting any better so there's a lot of uh, i mean everything yeah. is under, under i just think we're kind of in, in in danger of you know just hopping from one crisis to the next at the moment and and these uh, these things are real of course mm. but we can't let them like rule our existence right no sure for sure I mean, um, you know, and I and caveat to anyone with a, a you know compromised immune system like i understand you know the risks that you're facing um but you know sort of in in general um me anyway i i feel like you know i need to to um to somehow get back to the more carefree <laughs> uh mindset that i had before before the pandemic right i i mean i do think i do think it's important for people to i mean uh you know everybody should act according to their own conscience but i do think it's worth doing something for yourself and doing something to like go make some good memories like go see a show yeah if you yeah. can if you can if it's if you're comfortable enough to go do it you should because it's yeah. it's nice to be around people and it's nice to have an emotional sort of experience around other people um, yeah, it, it's uh, it for me going to Mechanismus was um, a, a therapy that I needed uh, that I didn't know I needed. Um, so I mean, it was yeah. uh, there's there's a lot to be said for it. It should not be underestimated. That's a good answer, and I, I agree. Um, 
but just to sort of answer the question as well um the thing i'm enjoying the most lately honestly is just um being able to being able to invite people onto my podcast that like uh and and you know i've i've been able to i've been very fortunate in in the names that i've been able to get to agree um to come on the show yeah yeah um i i actually had to listen to one of one of your uh podcasts as you know preparation um and it was great i now i can't even remember who it was it was a female musician um but yeah um uh yeah i hope people um people in enjoyed what what um we had to talk about because i had fun <laughs> i mean that, that's that's the goal is like i want the guest yeah, to have fun yeah. because i mean like i don't know people people are yeah people are more interesting when they're having fun i feel like yeah um yeah i'm recording with imx tomorrow like live on oh his, wow on yeah. his discord server for like all of his patrons and subscribers i'm nervous as fuck like I am, yeah. you know, this it's, it's one thing when it's like you and me or you and me and like one other person in like sort of a vacuum, but like an audience, yeah. holy shit. And then it's it, like, he's going to have videos. So he's going to be looking at my face while I'm having a oh, look okay. at his face. And I don't want to <laughs> like, I'm fine with looking at his face. I could do without him looking at mine. Maybe I'll just like put the camera on my dog the whole time and just be like, yeah, look at <laughs> Just like at sugar, I don't want you to look at me. Like I, yeah. <laughs> I'm not stoked about that part, but it's exciting. Yeah. So. Oh well, I'm I'm happy for you that, that you <laughs> you've got that opportunity, uh, and that I could be like a warm up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Thank you. I mean, you know, you you saw you are sort of a warm up. I honestly, I posted um, empathy test on the IMX Discord server in the music channel because I was like. There's crossover there for sure. Like it's yeah, yeah. You know, I, I I see that. Yeah. I can hear that uh, for sure. So uh, it was a bit of a warm up. You're like Chris Corner light, you know. Like. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, that yeah, I can't help but feel that 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 feels like a diss somehow. I don't. I'll, I mean, I'll take. I'll try and take it as a compliment. I don't think it is. Like, I don't think it okay. is. It's a, uh, you know, I mean, it's, it is, it's meant to be a compliment, you know, it's, it's also meant yeah. to be a complete joke, so it's fine. Um, but uh, yeah, I'd love to, I'd love to tour with IMX, but he's known for not having support acts. He wants to be in bed by, by 10. So. <laughs> I will not tell him you said that. Um, <laughs> but <laughs> no, no, I, I, that's what I heard. That's what I heard. Oh, Maybe really? even from the horse's mouth. Oh, I don't well, know. I, it was just like, no, I mean, not by 10, but you know, like, um, I, I don't know. I don't know. I if mean, you don't need a support act, you don't need a support act. I, you know, I think it's quite, quite nice to have someone, you know, warm up the audience beforehand, but, um, I mean, he doesn't need it. Yeah. Doesn't need it. Apparently he doesn't. And the, I mean, that's okay. um, I yeah, mean, his, that is, it was also if you can just drop empathy test into the chat tomorrow. I will. Um, I mean, I can make that happen. It's easy. I can just say it. Like, <laughs> empathy <it's>, test. <laughs> hey, everybody. Hi, hey, Chris. How are you? Empathy test. Did you check out that? Like, I, say, <laughs> I mean, I mean, that's what I do all the time. Anyway, honestly, is that like as soon as I, I just try and like, I don't know, spread it all around. Everybody's doing yeah. cool shit. Like everybody should be. Yeah. I don't know, but 
I, yeah. I, I'd be, I'd be interested to know whether you know he's he's heard heard of us. Um, it's always cool when you know mm-hmm. someone's like, oh yeah, empathy test. Yeah, I know them, and you're like, ah, oh, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, again, I I definitely will mention it. Um, for sure. I, 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 I your music has has meant enough to me in times that I needed it. Um, along with Chris's that. Um, I would be happy to do that. It's the least I could do. And, <laughs> you know, I, I did this part out of our interview, though. I never said this. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> never, never. Uh, this will be cut. But um, thank you so much for your time and uh, uh, for for the music. And I, I can't wait to see what you do next. And whether that's as Empathy Test or whether that's as Isaac Howlett, um, I'm on board for it. So I'm, I'm happy to count myself amongst your fans and um, anything I can ever do going forward to, to help you in any way. Um, my skills are at your disposal. Yeah. So. Likewise. All right. My, my useless you use skills. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you're, you got skills. I mean, they're, they're mad skills. skills. Mad skills. Mad um, skills. Well, I will let you enjoy the rest of your evening, and um, I, will let you, I will try and put some space.